Hello and welcome to Yerushalmi Brachas Daf Tzadi. Again, there's just so much Agatha. I'm going to cover a couple of very quick R's. Um, so actually, the Gemara is talking about Kiddush Levana. I want to mention that on Daf Peites, the Gemara talks about Levana Bechidusha, meaning there's a Brachas Achama once every 28 years. And there's also another thing of the Levana Bechidusha. It's beyond the scope of this conversation, and quite frankly, I don't exactly understand when it is, but it is brought down the Halacha that since it's so complicated, people don't do that Levana Bechidusha. But it's not referring to Kiddush Levana, which of course we do. So my first star is going to be on Kiddush Levana, but there, are, there is a difference between the two. So I just wanted to say that the Gemara here says that you could do Kiddush Levana um, until the moon's deficiency is made whole. And then it seems to be the Rabbanon de Kisra number they're explaining until 14 days, okay? And then um, the other opinion is um, that it is not until 14 days have passed. Another one says, um, what's it called? Whether the 14th day is included or not. The Bavli has a different thing. Now, everybody agrees that... Um, that the new moon actually takes 29 and a half days, 44 minutes, and three and a third seconds. Um, but the Bavli actually says um, in Sanhedrin, Duff, Mem, Aleph, and that you have until the 16th day, not 14 days. And, and the, the Yushalmi says 14 and 15. The tour in Arachai and Paskins like the Bavli and explains that the 16th day itself doesn't count. So it could be there's, it's not really a discrepancy, it's really 15 days from, from when the new moon, which starts before the Rosh Chodesh, which is why we're always talking about kind of the 14 and a half days. So you could probably reconcile them, um, although it's way beyond uh, my pay grade. Um, and I haven't seen anybody exactly reconcile fully. But anyway, a couple of very quick Rs. Um, Haroa Keshes Ba'anan, if you see a rainbow, Baruch Atah Hashem, this the Gemara says before, it's Zohar Abris, which we'll get to, it's not the bracha that we make. Um, so it says Hashem's name, which again, it's interesting because until now it's really left it out, and that needs to be explained. But anyway, um, so it's Machogas here, one opinion says, um, you say Baruch Atah Hashem Zohar Abris, the other opinion of Rav Chia B'Shem Rav Yochanan says, you say Naaman B'Briso B'Zohar Abris, which I want to point out, it's a very interesting Lushan. Naaman Babriso means he's faithful. The Zohar means he remembers. It's interesting because the actual gears that we have in the Bavli, uh, or at least the gears that it says to do, is in Brachas uh, 59b. Zohar Habris, he remembers it. Naaman Babriso, he follows it. The Kaim Mamaro, and he keeps his word, which seems to be redundant. But anyway, that's how the Archaim, in, in, in Archaim, it's Paskin that we say like the Bavli, but I just want to point out that there is a lot of redundancy there, and I can understand why the Yushalmi, which is always Lush and Kalila, is trying to be brief. It's Zohar Bris, period. Or Chia says, no, no, um, in the name of Yochanan, the Bali Yushalmi, Namo Bris of Zohar Bris. But it's interesting because the order of Lechorah should have been you remember it, and also you fulfill it. But it could be that it's referring to a more global thing, that Hashem is Namo Briso. He is faithful. And of course, Zohar Bris, he always remembers everything. But anyway, I also wanted to point out that it's brought down, the Chai Adam brings down, and, and the Gemara says also that a person shouldn't stare at a Keshes, um, that, that a person shouldn't tell someone if they see a Keshes, because a bad sign, but I do want to say that it's very interesting that it's brought down the halacha. One should not stare at it because they make one blind. And we also find this concept by Berchos Konim not to stare at it because it makes one blind. And it's interesting because both are a sign of of shalom. The the, the Konim are giving a Berchos Konim, which is uh, Hashem blessing us with shalom, and the Keshes is doing the same thing with bringing shalom. Okay, two more quick things. Rishon um, Chai uh, says, "I've seen Bnei Aliyah. They're little. I knew you bring home. Me and my son are from them." Another two quick R's about Rishim Baruchai, which are just so fascinating. Again, the Divrei Torah, Niyam Makamach of Ashir Makamacher. Rav Chizkei B'Shem Rav Yirmiyah brings down a story. Kachav Rishim Baruchai Omer. Rishim Baruchai Kain Hava. It sounds like this is what he would frequently say, but from from the other Madrashim, it was a one-time story. But that's that's just an interesting R in itself. Bika Bika, his Mali Dinrizav, Valley Valley, fill up uh, with golden 
dinarum vahesa mismala, and it was filled. Now, what's the story? So it's found in actually Medrashan Chuba and Shmos Rabba. Shmos Rabba 52.3, Medrash Tehillim as well. Basically, a student of Shemar Echai traveled um, to Chutzlaretz, became rich, and he came back, and the other students were very, very seemingly jealous of him, and they and Rishim Rechai saw that he was jealous. So he brought all of the students out to a valley, and he davened that it should become filled with uh, golden coins, and it did. Now it's interesting, again, this whole story is not even said in the Yerushalmi, which is the Gadot of, of the, um, the Medrash, but um, but still, um, you know, there's a correlation between the two, but it, it literally, this it's a huge event. So this is what happens, and he told them, if you want gold and silver, take. So they were just, their eyes were bulging. And then, um, then he said, but just do, ooh, you should know that if you take now, you're taking your Olam Haba. And so, of course, none of them took. Uh, the Madrashim, there are gear so say explicitly that no one took. So, seemingly from that Madrash, it was a one-time story and it was enough of a lesson. It could be that Kach Haba, Kain Haba, he would say, it's an interesting lesson that Yushami needs to be explained a little better, but it could be that maybe he would reference a story. So my Rebbe, Rebbe Asher Rubenstein Zatzal, used to always quote this Medrash, Parsha Spakude, he would bring it down because that's, that's for the Parsha, and he would just say, that what's the Pshat? The Pshat is that when somebody says, ah, I feel bad for that guy who learns, he doesn't have an Olam Hazeh. So he would have two, two rebuttals. One of them um, was, I feel bad for you because you don't have an Olam Haba. Meaning that when a person um, when a person uses up his, his is indulging in this world, so that takes away his Olam Haba. So that, that's what this story is saying. That he was saying, yeah, that guy got rich and he has all these things, that's great, but that's his Olam Haba that he's eating. But there's a famous thing for Ashach and many other people that Meyer used to always quote as well, that he would say, um, the people that Ashach would say, I feel bad for the people that support Torah, they have a great Olam Haba. But what about their Olam Hazet? They don't get to learn. They're Olam Hazet. They don't have Torah. So you have to have a perspective of how beautiful Torah is. That's what Rishim Rechai was telling his Talmudim. You want it, you could take it, but just know that you're eating your Olam Haba. Um, it's not for the place right now to explain it, but basically, of course, there's a balance that, like where um, Rishon Lantra has said many times, um, famous for that when a person works for Hashem, works for the boss, so obviously Hashem pays, uh, you know, his his uh, expenses and what it, what his needs are. So there's an element of using Olam Hazen in, in a healthy way, and that, that that's not Menachem Mizchui Yosef. And the last thing is Rishon Rechai again, Kain Hava Rishon Rechai Omer. Now you might argue and say that he said this once, but that's not the simple meaning, but anyway, and in the Gemara and Sukkah, which has this Gemara, the Bavli's version is a little bit different, but he said, I saw B'nai Aliyah, and they're Mu'atim, and he says, if there's only two, and me and my son are them. And I heard a, a speech once by Rishim, by Rosh Hashem Pekas, that's all, where he um, conjectured that if, that Rashi was such a Benaliyah that if he would have said, if there's only one person, he would have said, it's me. Okay? Which reminds us of the famous Yerushalmi, well, We'll get into a different time, Rishon. But the famous thing in Sota of Ika Anna, I'm don't say that that Anava is bottle because it's me, and you have to know your place. And Rishon Kaneski says that there was an Amora uh, in the Yushalmi whose name was Anna or similar. Anyway, not for now. But basically, um, I found a Yalkut Shmoni that quotes this Medrash that he actually says there was only one person, then it is me. What does that mean? It means that Rashbi's whole life was all about Brachas Lamed Hamad of. And that Machlokas versus Rishimarachai's Shita, which was that a person should just uh, learn Torah and his Malachta is not And that's that's how the Ben Aliyah lives his life, where he says, Hashem is going to take care of me. And that Bitachon means that I have to be the greatest person that I could be. And that's Rashbi's greatness, and that's why he brought down so much great Torah. And that's why there's no Anan in his time, because a person like that that's alive is inspiring the entire world with greatness. Have a great day.